everybody. Welcome back. This is the next episode in the podcast series, Seven Ways in Seven Days to Change Your Financial Future Forever. And this is way number three, how to start saving something. Discover how to guide your money into savings and change your financial future forever. Well, folks, this is a serious, serious challenge in America today. Statistics say that most Americans, a high majority of Americans, do not have $400 in an emergency fund or somewhere they can access it without having to go into credit, liquidating an asset or borrowing money from somebody. And that's a challenge, right? And so for a lot of folks I've worked with over the years, one of the biggest opportunities are to start saving something. Meaning when I say opportunity, what I mean is that's usually an obstacle, but I see it as an opportunity. And for a lot of folks, they realize the fact is that they don't have any money saved. And the fact is they need to do something about it. And that gets them into a mode of either forget about it, forget about it. I didn't do that so well. Um, or let's get on it. And so today's podcast, I want to help you get on it. I want to help you not to be one of those statistical figures that say you don't have $400 to pay for an emergency or to take care of an issue or, um, you know, whatever the case may be, you don't have it. So what's the, what's the deal? Why do, why do we have this issue? Well, we're going to talk about that today. And so our objective is to help you and your family change your financial future forever, right? So the course that I have seven ways in seven days to change your financial future forever, this is way number three. And I want to help you do this quickly. A story. I remember my first job out of college, um, making $27,000 a year. And uh, I owed a lot more money than that in school loans. And I probably, you know, was really excited, but I was excited about this $27,000 a year I was making, but I had debt. And really, if you looked at my debt levels and what I needed to do to live, to eat, to drive, to have clothing and, uh, you know, have a roof over my, my head, that $27,000 uh, went really fast every paycheck. Um, and uh, so I had to do something quickly. Well, I buckled down for, I think it was about a month, <laughs> a month, maybe two. And I was actually able to save $2,000. And I remember vividly, I remember sitting in my cubicle, looking at my bank account uh, on the internet and um, I had $2,000 in there. I was pretty darn proud of myself. I never in my life had $2,000 saved up. And now that I was an adult and I was out of college and I was uh, uh, mature now, right? And very responsible. The responsible thing to do would to go below that $2,000. And you know, that's exactly what I did. But when I look back on it now, it taught me that I could actually save money. And you can too. And one of the biggest obstacles to saving money is paycheck to paycheck living, right? Because by definition, paycheck to paycheck living really is every time you get paid, you have just enough money to get you the next paycheck. And normally what gets discounted or, or taken out of the equation is savings. And so I want to help you get over that hump. So today's objective for this podcast to help you and your family change your financial future forever. Quickly, quickly build life changing saving habits so that you can avoid paycheck to paycheck living forever. That's the point. That's the reason why I'm here today. So um, in the last podcast, we talked about three things you can do with money, give, save, and spend. And so obviously we're going to talk about this 
second part, the second thing you can do with money, and that's saving. Um, I don't remember if I mentioned it last podcast, but one of the great ways to get started with trying to figure out how to um, create a winning game plan for your finances is to start with what I call the 10-10-80 rule. You may have, it may be called something else other places. This is not revolutionary, but it's a great place to start when you know your income or you have an income and you're trying to figure out, well, Brian, great. I know the three things to do, but how do I do it? Well, a great way to start is to 10-10-80, to give 10% of your money, to save 10% of your money, and to um, or to give 10%, save 10%, and to spend 80%. So we want to start with that, okay? Now, the things to understand about saving money, let's get into it. Let's get into the, to today's topic. Money won't save itself. You and I both know that, but wouldn't it be great if it could? Wouldn't it be? So... Things to understand about money, right? We wish money could save itself, but it doesn't. It does not take on the responsibility we have to save money. And that's frustrating because I like to spend money and anything I want to do is spend, not save. But, but I know what it's like to save. I told you about that $2,000. And I also know what it's like to spend. And I don't remember what I spent that $2,000 on. But I do remember that I spent it and I do remember that I saved it. All that to say is save money. It's definitely going to be a part of our equation. And you, I, we have the responsibility to save it. So saving money requires what? Self-discipline, right? It's more easily accomplished when we keep that vision statement in front of our mind. When we keep the why we're doing what we're doing in front of our mind, that's going to pull us through. Well, how do you start saving? Well, you got to choose, right? We just said that. We got to choose to start saving something, something. What does that mean? Well, something, meaning it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, hundreds of dollars at once. It could be nickels and dimes. It can be dollar bills, whatever the case may be, but you got to start saving something. And you want to create a goal chart with maybe the picture of that goal chart in mind. Maybe that's what you need to do. So think about that. Think about what you want to do, what you want to save uh, for, and make that be a nice visual for you. And make a goal chart every single day. What are you saving and what are you saving for? And how much do you have accumulated over time in your savings? How long do you have to get into your goal? Pretty cool stuff. So you also have to make saving a priority in your budget. And we quickly talked about that a few minutes ago. We talked about giving, saving, and then spending. So being generous, then being diligent, and then, you know, living. You got to live. You got to live. So make it a priority in your budget. And then tell somebody about it for accountability's sake. Let somebody see your goal chart. Let somebody know what you're saving for. Let somebody know in your life beyond someone in your family um, that may tell you, ah, forget about it. Just go spend. Or maybe a friend that goes, ah, put that on the side. You can save during the week, but it's time to spend during the weekend. Maybe that's not the best person to share your accountability with your chart with. Right. So, but share it with somebody you can trust, share it with somebody that's going to encourage you share it with somebody who knows what you're trying to do with your life. Now, why do you save? This is another simplicity, uh, or simple, um, idea. There are only three things that we can save money for. Right? A lot of these money th- topics I talk about are in threes, easy to remember and you know hard to forget. So three things we can do to save money. 
And here's another bucket example. Think about you getting the money in, you've already given your portion away to, uh, you know, something that you're being generous towards or someone, and then you're talking about saving. So imagine it flowing from your income bucket down to your giving, saving, and spending bucket. The money that's needed to hit your giving bucket, hit your giving bucket. And now we go to the savings bucket. And right inside the savings bucket are three little maybe smaller buckets or, or cups, if you will, uh, sections. And the three things you want to save for are one, emergencies. The what ifs. The facts are something is going to happen that you cannot anticipate, expect, or plan for. So that's the what ifs. Emergencies. It could be a, a broken arm. It could be a busted tire. It could be a oops, I forgot to budget for something and I need some, uh, you know, emergency fund mechanism to catch my slack because I missed something, which happens by the way, when you start creating your winning game plan, you're going to make mistakes, but you're going to grow or go in those mistakes and grow. You're going to see them as opportunities, not obstacles, right? Those little mistakes you make. The other one is retirement. There will be a time and place when you're going to need to have money to access when you can't work like you can today, or maybe you won't make the kind of money you make today, or maybe you just for um, your sanity <laughs> need to, to, to not run your business forever. Whatever the case is, there's going to be a time for you to retire. And third is future purchases. This is probably my fun because I like, like I said, I like to spend. So there are things that are going to come in the future that I want to purchase. One of the biggest things, the biggest hangups where people get stuck without having saved money. You guessed it. Ho, ho, ho Christmas. But Christmas comes every time at the same year or every year at the same time. And so don't let that catch you anymore. Or maybe it's a big purchase like a roof or a car replacement and so on and so forth. So three things that you save money, emergencies, retirement, and future purchases. We'll be right back after this. Okay, so we talked about three savings buckets. Let's dig a little bit deeper. In your emergencies, you want to have an emergency fund goal of about three to six months of expenses. Three to six months of expenses. When I first started getting a, a plan together, I thought it was three to six months of income. And I was like, this is daunting. But it's not three to six months of income. It's three to six months of expenses. Then you want this money to be available to you. Liquid, it's called liquid cash. Money that you're going to be able to get your hands on when there's an issue that isn't going to cost you interest or tax, or excuse me, taxes or penalties. Okay, taxes or withdrawal penalties. And the best place to maintain this emergency bucket is not under your mattress. It's not in, uh, I think my dad used to hide money in uh, picture frames. Uh, I hope you don't have his address um, because I, I hope he's not still doing that. But anyway, the best place to maintain that money, that emergency fund money is in a bank account or a credit union. And something that you're not going to worry, you're not worried about getting interest. You're not trying to make money on your money. This is there for you to catch slack to cover emergencies that you cannot predict will happen. And actuarial tables uh, basically say one out of every or once out of every 10 years, an emergency, a major life thing will happen. It could be a birth. It could be a death. It could be a, a, a medical Ill issue or illness. It could be a loss of job. It could be uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, something of a, a more of a major situation. And that's why this money goes into the emergency fund bucket. Okay. Um, for a lot of folks, it's maybe, you know, the hardest thing to do because it's kind of boring. Let's be honest. It's boring to save money for emergencies. Okay. But in this case in life, the smart thing to do, the way to change your financial future forever is to acknowledge the fact that emergencies will happen. 
they will come and you need to be prepared and put this money not for purchases but into an emergency fund okay so um here are many experts uh, the dave ramsey's of the world's um many financial experts um talk about one to two thousand dollars at minimum and I've worked with a lot of folks over the years that maybe they have a little kids or there's certain health insurance is a set up a certain way. So they may do a couple of thousand dollars or more, but you don't want to stick as, um, uh, you don't want to start trying with this big number and then never attain it. Start small, start small, and then get to paying off your debt and things like that. So retirement and wealth building is our second bucket. So our second bucket for savings. The second thing that we can save or we should save for is retirement or wealth building. And these are long-term long -term strategies for your money. Long-term strategies for your money. So you're going to ride the waves of the emotions in the elections and ups and downs of the housing market or whatever may come up in, in our world Retirement and wealth building is a long-term play, not a short-term play. And that's something that you want to put your saved money into so that money can make money, right? The power of compounding interest or most powerful forces in the world is compounding interest. Somebody like Albert Einstein or somebody really smart like that. My mom said that. <laughs> but as part of your dream team, we talk about dream team. You've heard me talk about dream team in way number one. Consider an investment professional who's seeking to serve you and your family. Not one that is transactional, but somebody that's going to come alongside you relational, relationally. Okay. So different types of investments and retirement plans to consider as a part of your wealth building strategy. Okay. That's, that's for, you can find more information about that in my course, seven ways in seven days to change your financial future forever. Now, moving on for this podcast sake, future purchases and goals are our third place that will store or put away that save money. The third thing, the third bucket is future purchases and goals. And some of these are fun and some not so much fun, but if they're not done, can force you into debt, some of these purchases, okay? So specifically, some of these things are uh, future purchases are insurances, maybe certain kind of insurance you need to purchase or you wanna buy in bulk, right? Or, you know, you get a better discount if you buy, uh, do your auto premiums every six months instead of every month. Roof replacement, you know, your roof's going to last you 20 years, 15 or 20 years, depending what state you're in or what kind of weather that roof uh, bears. And so you got to keep in mind that in mind, you know, car tires, car tires do not go on forever. They're going to need to be replaced and they don't seem to be going down in, in, uh, in cost, by the way, maybe your property taxes. Okay. Maybe it's your saving for a business. Maybe you're going to buy a franchise, you know, how about a new phone or things like that? Those are things that you want to save money for for long-term purchases. Okay, so great. So we talked about the three buckets, three things you can save money for. Very simple, harder to do because we have to choose, but very simple concept to understand. We're going to save for emergencies, right? There's things we just, we don't know, but they're going to come up, they're going to happen. Two, we're going to save for uh, retirement and wealth building. The power of compounding interest, take advantage of it, lean into it, love it, learn it get all, all you can out of it. And then thirdly is future purchases and goals. And I didn't mention one earlier before we stopped, we talked about some of the, the not so fun things like property taxes, roof replacement, car insurance, et cetera. But how about Christmas? So that's the money you put aside month over month over month that when November, December comes, Black Friday comes, your last minute Christmas shopping comes, you can be prepared to get the deals because you have the cash and you are prepared and you don't have to go into debt this Christmas or any other Christmas forever and ever for that matter.
Okay. So very cool stuff. Now you got to break that down. There are needs, right? Like we talked about the insurances, uh, property taxes and all that kind of stuff. But then there are also wants, things like furniture, things like maybe you want pavers for your backyard or you want to build out a fire pit or get a swimming pool or soup up your car or something like that, or get a new, um, stereo system or a TV, whatever the case may be, the list can go on and on and on. And the wants list is a lot of times a lot more fun looking at the needs list. And it's definitely more fun buying the ones, that's for sure. At least in my opinion, maybe not you. But anyway, so once we decide to save, then we figure out how to save, where that saving should go. You and I both know we're going to encounter that resistance, right? As soon as we decide to save with these three things, we'll be met by the resistance, that force that wants to get in our way spin us around in circles, help us tie our shoelaces together um, so we can hit our head off the wall and trip and fall. You know, it wants to just tell us no, no, no. And we're trying to say yes, yes, yes. And it's saying no, no, no. And some days it seems like it's saying no is much louder and much stronger than your yes. And I get that. Every day we face the resistance. I know I do. And I teach this stuff. But we got to immerse ourselves in what's possible. Avoid the negative Nellies and the naysayers. And just keep on walking, mister, or keep on walking, sister. This is your money. And remember, you're the coach. They shouldn't even have access to these negative Nellies and naysayers. They think they do, but they shouldn't even have access to the sidelines where you're coaching from, where you're telling your money what to do, where you're coaching it into the savings buckets, when you're organizing your budget, when you're deciding to build a firm foundation for your finances. And when you have failures, the resistance wants to get in your face even more. I told you so. Told you you couldn't do it. But you and I both need to choose to see these failures as investments into the future you. So when you face obstacles, when you face this resistance, when it wants to tell you you can't save money, you never have, never will. Well, let's look at a comparative sheet here of the obstacle faced and how you can overcome. So one, you have a lack of understanding about how money works. That's an obstacle. But you're overcoming that with investing in seven ways in seven days to change your financial future forever. Maybe you got health challenges. Well, how can you overcome that? You have to get creative, maybe. Seeking assistance through community, through government programs, maybe through your work. Maybe it's just simply as changing your health habits. Kids needing and wanting things and letting you know about it for sure. Daddy, daddy, mommy, mommy. That's number three obstacle face. Number three, overcome it with bringing your children into the household finances where you and how you can, depending on their age, of course, and have them a part of a conversation. Have them be a part of the conversation. And when you're going about purchasing things, have them be a part of the conversation. Number four, we're the most marketed country to country in the world, the most marketed to country in the world. But remember, you have a vision, mission, and goal. You have purpose, baby. You're going to follow that. You're not going to let that marketing get you or bring you into a trap. Number five, highly effective marketing of debt products. But when you have a needs versus want mindset, you can overcome because you can save for future purchases instead of allowing debt to get it for you now. Relationship challenges, man, overcome that with forgiving yourself, forgiving others, and prayerfully thinking that others will forgive you for past wrongs. And then when you're married, agreeing on a game winning or a winning game plan as opposed to just hoping it all works out. Number seven, trying to keep up with the Joneses. Remember, you're building a firm foundation, not a fractured one. And more often than not, like I said before, eight out of 10 people live paycheck to paycheck. They're living on a fractured foundation, but not you.
Well, everybody, we did it. We went through way number three, how to start saving something. We've discovered how to guide your money into savings and change your financial future forever. I don't want you to be that person that can't pay for something that's more than $400 with a credit card. No, you have saved money now. You should gearing up to do so. You can do it. A lot of people find money and they go, oh, well, I could just save that and then use that as an emergency fund or use that to start or sprint towards a, a better retirement. Or I have a long-term purchase that I haven't even thought about yet that's coming <laughs> in a lot shorter term than what long-term looks like. <laughs> so like Christmas is a big example for that. But anyway, this is not going to be you any longer fretting and stressing. We're here to help you with way number three, how to start saving something out of my seven ways in seven days to change your financial future forever. I really appreciate you listening. And if you would like this podcast, share it with others and um, help others change their financial future forever. It's not too late. It's never too late. It's important because we all use money every single day. Let's start winning with it, right? Let's start changing our financial future forever. And um, if you would love to get more in-depth, more detail, more coaching, more FaceTime with me, and um, I'd love to encourage you to sign up for seven ways in seven days to change your financial future forever. I'm putting the finishing touches on the course and would love to have you get the information, get the announcement when it's ready to launch so you can be on your way seven ways in seven days to change your financial future forever. Just go to seven ways, seven, the number seven ways, W A Y S hyphen seven days, D A Y S.com seven ways hyphen seven days.com. And I'll let you know when that course comes to fruition for you. Have a great, great day, everybody. So as we wrap up, we talked about how to start saving something in today's podcast. Way number three and seven ways in seven days to change your financial future forever. And I really appreciate you listening. This is one of those things that most people want to do. They know they need to, but either they can't find a way how or are not sure how. And one of the ways you can do it, if you're not sure how, is to have a little exercise here, work through a little exercise here that I call um, a right now money plan or we'll call it the winning game plan to start saving something. It's almost like a mini budget, if you will, a mini game plan. But it's basically taking where you're at today, taking how much money you have at your disposal today. I'm talking about cash. I'm talking about a paycheck that you're about to get or uh, maybe a, you know money you have in your bank account right now or maybe under your dresser or under your mattress or what have you. But figure out what that is right now and run a list of needs and figure out what you're supposed to do with that right now money. Okay. The right now money goals. And then once you get done with your needs, and you know, we talked about clothing and housing, transportation, uh, we talked about food. Once you get through those, then look at what are your right now money goal needs with regards to car payment, gas in your car, utilities, healthcare, all those kinds of things, right? So we get that all figured out and then we find out what kind of money we have left over if we have any. And that's where you start looking at future money. That's where you start looking at saved money going to work for you later. So when you save it now, you're preparing it to go to work for you later. What does that look like? 
So a future money goals kind of budget or chart or sheet, your, your once sheet, is figuring out what surplus do you have if you have one? What surplus do you have between the money you had sitting in your bank or the money you have coming due to you and subtract the right now money goals from that and hopefully that leaves you a surplus. Said another way is, you know, all the money amassed in one bucket, you start taking that money in that bucket and putting it to your expenditures for clothing, shelter, food, and uh, transportation. What do you have left? That should go into your future money goals. And that could be college loan or college and education, not college loan, but college and education. So you don't have to get a loan that can go into a car replacement that can go to your health savings account, things like vacation, business taxes, maybe you're saving for insurances, personal development, all the money that you're saving for, for future purchases that can be placed in a bank account. Like we talked about earlier and set up specific funds within a fund. So the way to do that is that let's say you put away $2,000 into your savings account. Well, what's that $2,000 for? Is that to be like what I did and just blow it? But I don't even remember what I blew it on. Or is that specifically earmarked for things that you were saving money for? Let's go with the latter. Put that money aside in the bank, then grab a sheet of paper or grab a spreadsheet, how technically inclined you are, I'm not sure. And start saying, what is this $2,000 for? Is it go towards college? Does it go towards car replacement? And you just start deducting or putting money into those little buckets from that $2,000 bucket. And then don't touch it. Use it for what you earmarked it for and designated it for. You're the money coach. Tell your money, the players in the game, what to do. This account that you just created is called a sinking fund. It's you're sinking money away in a fund for later use. And that's one way to save and, and organize your long-term purchases. Um, that really changed my, rocked my world, changed my life. Because all of a sudden, I had this money assigned to something. I had a vision for that money, a mission for that money, and goals for that money. And you can, and you will too. So, a budget audible though, when you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have a surplus, Brian. I actually have a negative. I have a deficit. Well, there's only three things you can do when you don't have enough money or when you're in a deficit. You can earn more through a job. You can sell household items or ultimately, and for a lot of people, the easiest one, but yet the hardest one is to spend less. Hey, I'll be back in a moment with a wrap up. <music> 